Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our friend, Dr. Paul Roth at West End Plastic Surgery is taking new clients and you can get everything you imagine from a mommy makeover to non-surgical procedures. Just ask Paul and me. We've both had stuff done. I had Botox, lip injections, and a chemical peel. I seriously recommend the chemical peel. I never thought I'd be a woman who would experiment with non-surgical procedures, but I did it and I love it. And it was thanks to Dr. Paul Roth. His offices are so clean. He's super professional, board certified, and he's been in business for more than 20 20 years. You can visit westendplasticsurgery.com or call them to set up your appointment. 202 Tune in. Yeah, you gotta tune in. Like Monique Samuel. Mm. 
Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Frage. Hey, Paul Wharton. How's it going? Hey, you baby. Know, you know what? You just thought of a genius idea. What? We should actually have Monique Samuels do the new rap intro. We should. You know what? I'm going to call Teddy Beats. How great, because she's actually really good. She is awesome. She is really good. I. Yes, do you think she'd do Another it? Another idea for her, too. You do? Okay, well, we gotta. <laughs> all right, we're gonna talk. Okay, first of all, can I say something? He's giving me the sign, like, after the show, <laughs> after the show. I'm like, oh, Well, can all we right. talk about before the show today? Oh, my God, I know. Should we just air that? <laughs> we talked about so many things. I said, shouldn't we be talking about this on the podcast? No, really good stuff. Oh, my God, juicy stuff. Well, you know, here's the dilemma we always have, right? I feel like, because I was gonna ask you something about if I should rant about waiting in line for a restaurant. <laughs> But see, we we the wrong so, person to ask about that. Jill. Why you rant or you don't? Well, set you the don't scene. think we should you set, set the we scene? We should rant. We'll okay. Well, here it is, and then and then I want you to throw out your friend's situation, even though we don't have to talk about it. Maybe people need to just come to the live show. That's why they come to the live show because it's there are true. certain things you all, even though we share most everything with you, there are certain things that we can just really go in on on the live show. Yeah, because the live shows we don't actually publish after we just publish snippets. Right. We're saving those. I think we're going to release almost like a best of, much like Mariah Carey it. and all these famous singers <laughs> do. We're going to do our best of live shows it. on CD yeah. when the CDs come back. Okay, let's bring them back. I think that sounds fantastic. <laughs> all right, here's my dilemma from the week since I've seen you. Okay. okay. Dan and I decided to go. So we're we're a bit of foodies, right? I love a great food experience, and I will spend lots of money and save up and really go all out for like a great food, unique experience. So we've waited in line in the past. You probably know these restaurants. I'm not going to drop any names, all right? I won't say any names because I don't want to offend anyone. There's tons of people that listen to the show. It gets back to these restaurants, and then everyone gets upset. Okay, so. <laughs> But there is a, a well-known restaurant that has been written about on okay. a national level that has been new? given awards. I've, it's probably a year or two old. Okay. Okay. And they do not take any reservations. You have to wait in line. Okay. You have to go and stand in line or you got to pay one of these hustlers $50 or whatever to wait in your spot. And then you show up like two minutes before and you go in. Right. Mm. Or, and they do like certain seatings. They'll do like a 5.30 p.m. seating, and then they do a 7.30 p.m. seating, and then they do a 9 p.m. Okay. seating, right? So you can get one of those. So Dan and I decided to do this last week, and it was so disappointing, and I'm like, the line is the kiss of death for any establishment. Okay. I really believe this. Because it was such a letdown. Like, you go in. Like, what part? The food? The food. Or the, oh, the, the food. food. The atmosphere is adorable. The cocktails were great. You know, it's that was all terrific. The service, really great service. But the food is a bunch of shit that I could whip up. Oh, and I'm shit. like, I'm like, oh, no, God. honestly. On I your George really Foreman grill? Put, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Which is basically what I have. It was so Disappointing, And honestly, I had these prawns that had a layer of slime on them. Ew. And I thought to myself, exactly. I thought, do I? Am I? Because everybody else there was smelling their own farts. They were thrilled to get in for oh. this first seating, right? They loved it. <laughs> they bring out these prawns, and you have to, like, peel back the layer of slime to get to the prawn that is, like, almost still squiggling around, oh, okay? Jesus. And I thought to myself... Am I supposed to? What am I supposed to do? This is one way for me to get skinny. Because <laughs> you keep telling stories and I'm going to keep not eating. Oh, my God. I've got other stories to tell, too. But I will, I'll share those for later. So, but here's my thing. I really thought about ranting and raving and putting out a blog post that I am done. I am not waiting in line anymore for these restaurants because I think 
you set up in your mind this incredible hype that if you're waiting an hour standing mm -hmm. in line, right, this is like a damn Disney ride, mm -hmm. that it's going to be the best experience, one of the best experiences of your life, and it's not. Yeah. So I can't figure out, is it, should I stop with these expectations or... Do I? I'm just done. I don't know. But you know, here's the thing. I want to preface this because I think a lot of people that listen to the show are foodies. Okay. I do. Ketchup is one of my favorite condiments. So maybe I do not have the right. most refined palate. All right. Maybe it's me. I mean, it's so interesting how on this podcast. Can I just air my grievances right yes, now with you? Please tell it all on this podcast. Exactly. What'd you just say? Tell it all. Tell it all. And I do. I name names. Oh. People send me these horrible text messages like, how dare you tell this story that was personal. I'm like, it was my experience. I'm sharing this. It's my therapy. I just happen to be sharing it on a podcast. And you up here not telling the name of the restaurant? What the fuck? Well, I actually didn't want to tell the name of the restaurant because I thought you would scold me. Because oh. did you think it looks bad on me, like bashing any business? Oh, well, I definitely don't want to bash the business. Okay. So what do you think? Well, I, I share experiences. Gladly... I guess I don't bash businesses. Did you think that was what I said, just said? Do you think that was like bashing the place? Because mm. I will name the name. I do not care. I was doing this more because I thought, well, I don't want I, I, you know. You're so good at um, you know just the no, way you I say think you things. share your experience. Okay, well, I went to Bad Saint, and I will tell you right now, oh, you gosh. all can skip it. You know what I'm talking okay, about? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. I. I no, it's cool. Gonna be, gonna yes, I mean it's your experience. I did, I, you know, yeah, it is. It is, and I will also tell you this: I have waited in line for Rose's luxury, and mm -hmm. I would never do it again. It is not. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. not great, and I just, I don't know. I mean, maybe I have unrealistic expectations, but I feel like you should eat the food, and the food should be like. It's almost chewing itself for you. If, right. You know what I mean? If you're waiting for two hours, sometimes... You waited for two hours? For Rose's Luxury, I waited Shit. for two hours. Yes. And I'm just like, eh, eh. But maybe it's me and I don't have a refined palate. But I really want to blog about this. I really do. I think you should. And it's the same thing with Georgetown Cupcake. To me, when you wait for Georgetown Cupcake, it is hit or miss, yeah. right? Yeah. Sometimes you wait in that line and you're like, oh, that was worth it. I won't it. wait in that line. But then I know a lot of times I wait in that line and I'm like, disappointed. Not that great. Well, I think what do you if think? you're in business and people are patronizing you to the point where you have a line down the street, you got to take the good and the bad feedback. Oh, that's good. I think it's, it's you know, the burden of proving that they're fabulous is on them. And you're right. My probably one rant will not um, affect their business. Or maybe they'll call you up and ask <laughs> you to come back in and have another experience there. How much but, was the bill? You know, here's the thing about Bad Saint. The bill is very reasonable. Okay. So nothing is like every all the entrees are thirty to forty dollars for the most part, they, mm -hmm. and the appetizers are probably anywhere from I don't know, fifteen to twenty or something. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's reasonably priced. Where Rose's luxury is much more expensive. Sure. So, you know, okay, we only left there the two of us ate probably it was 120, 110. Okay. So it wasn't bad. You know, we each had two cocktails. The drinks were delicious. They had this great French rosé I loved. But you know, you eat this squid and you're like, is this supposed to have slime on it? Ooh. Or am I, what's going on? Because this was, I mean, I just, I can't. And the wow. noodles were like, okay. Ooh, They're okay. That just sound good but at my all. Thai restaurant down the street in Arlington, Bangkok 54, I mean, they whip up the same thing. So you came home and ordered seamless? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Isn't that terrible? You go to these fabulous dinners and you come home and, like, you know. Is it just me? You get home and pizza bowl is waiting there for you. <laughs> you called in the Uber. Like, as you're paying your check at the next place, you're like ordering, you it's know, true. meat supreme. Yeah. What is it? Is it me? No. Do you, it's... Like, do you like to wait? Do you wait in line, period, Fuck for no. anything? Uh uh. 
So no. what do you do? Would you? Do you I will this? if I'm being a team player and there is a lot of other people involved. But okay, I have a friend named Mikhail, and anybody that looks at my Instagram can see he's my friend. He's my best mate from London. Ooh, fun. yes, he's okay. wonderful, and he lives here now. He's from London, so. We go to this. We go to many places, but uh, whenever I'm running late, because <laughs> I go to places where they know my name. Hey, I'm a Cheers kind of guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, you Sometimes are. Sometimes you want to go <laughs> where everybody knows your name, mm-hmm. and they're always glad you came. Oh, you want to meet with people? Come on, where troubles are all, all the same. same. You, you wanna, wanna go, go where, where everybody, everybody knows your name. name. You do it much better. Sorry, I had to get that no, out. You're, you're if I had stopped that early, I wouldn't have been able to forget it. You have a gro- you have a great voice. Oh God, but when I chime in, it goes right down. <laughs> it went left. Everybody knows your name. <laughs> so I go to many places. One place that I love is a cocktail craft cocktail bar on 14th and T called Left Door. So my friend Tom Brown owns it. He's brothers with Derek Brown. Derek, the cocktail Mm. guy, you know, that owns all the places. And Tom owns the passenger and Left Door. So Left Door is a very small place. They only allow um, as many people as they have seats. They don't let people kind of come in and stand. There's a door guy downstairs. They don't know your name. You may not get in. So my friend Mikhail is the kind of guy who... No matter what, like he just does not have, he doesn't want to drop names. Okay. But I'm like, but for the purpose of getting in, just do it. Drop my name. Yeah. So I told him, oh my God, that is so cute. (laughs) So I told him, I said, look, I'll be there at the bar and just, you know, tell them that you're coming there with me. So he calls me right back and he says, are you trying to show me something? No. Okay. <laughs> She's in, Irene, by the way, I, I, Irene's amazing. She starts taking a Snapchat of, of Paul in selfie mode, but like in front of his face while he's trying to talk. And Paul is like trying not to get distracted, but he's think, looking at her like, what in the fuck are you is doing? It, is the building, is the fire alarm yeah, off? I mean, what's going on? Do I need to get my shit and get out of here? Irene's standing right there, but it won't work. Okay, yeah. dokie. Irene, you're funny. I love you. So anyway... So he texts me back. He texts me back and says, "Can't get in. Not happening tonight." So I text him right back because, of course, I'm still at the house getting ready. (laughs) I haven't even left yet, but I live pretty close. So anyway, I text him back and I said, "Well, did you tell them that you know I was going with you?" And he says, "No, mate. You know that's not my thing." I said, "Just please go tell them that you're with me." Two minutes later, one one minute later, he texts back, we're in. I mean, just do it. I've already paid the price. It's been 15 years of me doing this. Like, Yeah, you're really good at that. Like, you find your spots, and yeah. then you treat everybody really well. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of those things where you can always get in, regardless always. of the night, the time. That's pretty smart. I don't do that, and I need to. Now, I know we didn't pull this story, but interesting you say about the lines. There was a bar in New York City. Did you hear about this? The Ooh, bar what? in New York City that discriminated, that's being accused of discriminating against the black gay men? No. Okay, so, this sounds like yeah, a, check that out. Okay, I can't get okay. internet on my thing right here. But there's basically, there was a bar when I moved to New York called G-Bar. It was on 19th Street in Chelsea. Okay. So it's been there all these years. It just closed a few years back, and there's a new bar in its place. Well, anyway, there's a big story circulating right now that basically says that these guys were in line, okay, black guys were in line. It was a long, long, long line. And then the person at the door said to them, um, sorry, we're at capacity. You know, we're not letting anybody else in. 
Anyhow, somehow they're walking away and they run into someone else that works there that one of the guys knew. That guy let them in and they found that not only were they not at capacity, there was hardly anyone inside, and almost all the people inside were white guys. Oh, is this NYC Gay Bar Rebar under fire for allegations of discrimination yes. against people of color? Okay, Rebar is a new gay bar in New York City's Chelsea neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. They now have multiple racial racial discrimination allegations after a number of patrons posted nearly identical accounts of being racially profiled. Wow. That's that so crazy. Well, especially in the gay community, because you just, I don't know, the gay community, I feel like, has experienced so much discrimination. So they're usually so open and, like, That's everybody's welcome think. and everyone's included. Now, the unfortunate truth is, even at... Here, at, there's a bar called Bar 9, which is like my go-to spot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because they have two for one from 5 to 9, and you can use your second drink till 10. I mean, mm -hmm. that's my spot. You know what I mean? If oh, I'm going to go have that. a cocktail, by the way, I haven't been drinking. I know. That we know? need to. Should we do an update, or do you want to just, like, We can do an update. I mean, I'm rolling with it. I just don't. If you see me out at a bar, don't say shit to me. Like, in terms of, <laughs> I mean, say hi, but don't be like, mm, I mean, wait, watch this point. Is that? Like, I don't want to hear all that shit. If I'm having a drink, I'm having a drink. But for right now, I'm not having a drink. That's great. It's whatever. I feel fantastic. Oh, yeah. But at that bar on Friday nights. Bar that, 9. Bar 9. And I love the place. However, you go in there. You go on the first floor. And it's like all black guys. And then you go to the second floor. And it's all white guys. Really? It's really no, weird. Wait, wait, it's, this is... God, I gotta hang out with you. I cannot believe this. Yeah, we should do a social experiment there, but it's really weird, and I can't quite get to the bottom of it. But I mean, hey, and the lesbians don't even look for them. I, hey, yeah, there are no lesbian bars in DC because sometimes I'm like, well, I have a couple lesbian friends, so they always want to go out to lesbian bars, but there's only like one, isn't it? Like, um, yeah, they do like a on, lesbian night or something at town. Or? Well, some people do a lesbian night. I don't know exactly where it is, but it's so interesting because the lesbians and the gay guys in DC don't hang out together, nor really in New York. But I'm gonna tell you, I went to Cleveland this last weekend. Okay. So I flew to Cleveland on Saturday and I flew back on Sunday to see my grandmother. I wanted to do a little, a little Easter brunch with my grandma who's 91 and oh. her two sisters her, the little baby sister is like 75 and then the uh, middle sister is about 79 my grandma's 91 so anyway um, I met this guy on Instagram mm -hmm. we have mutual friends he has a partner and all that it's not like that but oh. he lives in Cleveland and he would see my posts when I go to visit Cleveland I see that he lives in Cleveland so anyway we instant message each other and we decided to hang out on Saturday night love it also, I looked at this house that I like there, and there's a gay guy that was selling the house, and the realtor connected us, and so I invited him out. So I went out with two people that I'd never met before on oh, Saturday night. Isn't that cool? That's so fun. Yes, I love experiences like that. Isn't that something? Yeah, that's really fun. So the guy invited me to his house. He has a beautiful home. His name is Ryan Seaver. Hey, Ryan. I'm sure he'll be a Hey, listener. Ryan. Oh, he's so cute. You should look him up Ooh, on Ryan Instagram. Ryan Seaver. Ryan Seaver. Check him out. But he lives in Cleveland. His partner is a doctor at the Cleveland clinic. Um, he invited me to his house. I hate to say this, but so stereotypical. The house was freaking perfect. It made me think I have major issues because his closet, have you ever seen these people's houses where there's absolutely nothing out of place? Yes, I know. How do you live? It's amazing. I mean, nothing was out of nothing. place. Maybe yeah. he had prepared for me. I'm not sure, but it was totally together. Beautiful space. Um, we have champagne there. He actually told me he was a big fan of Charisse from Real Housewives of Potomac, so I FaceTimed her. <laughs> oh my God, he must have loved that. He loved it. So anyway, we went to meet um, Caesar, my other new friend in Cleveland, oh. in the flats at this place called Bounce. We go in and the first thing I notice is 
wait, I said, is it lesbian night? He's like, huh, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I see lesbians. And he's like, oh, well, it's a gay bar. And I'm like, oh my God, the lesbians and the gay hang guys out the gay hang guys? out together? Go Cleveland, go Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland rocks the house. Why do you think it's not, it doesn't happen here in a New York City? I don't know. Maybe because there's more options for gay people here. That's Not necessarily so the lesbians, but there's a lot of gay options, like gay men options. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. So there's not really this sense of, like, community because you kind of already, everybody has their own options. And yeah, I noticed yeah. That, And so I met That's a, a lesbian at the bar, and I invited her to come sit with us. She declined. She came over to say hello. She talked to me for a long time, but she didn't want to sit with the boys. Okay. And then I went over and I said, are you, you think you might get lucky tonight? And she says, well, I mean, usually not, but, I mean, who knows? I'm like, okay. <laughs> So, yeah, so they're in the same place, maybe not hanging out totally together, but no, it was cool. It was a very cool vibe. Isn't that so interesting that lesbians and gay men don't hang out? Isn't that something? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's totally true. I mean, my gay uncles just don't like women, so that was always why. They don't? <laughs> they don't? Well, my one biological uncle, Tony, who's like 81, no, he does not like women. I think he only liked his mom and maybe like maybe his sister, sort Does he of. like you? Not really. Mm. <laughs> But George, my uncle, who's really I'm close, closest with, and they've been together like 35 years. George and I are really tight, and we, we have the How best time George? together. George is 65. Oh, God, he's the five. twink. Yeah, he's the twink. He wow. was the twink for years, I know. I see. A sugar I wish daddy, he was huh? a little younger. I like then I would hook you up with him when my oh, uncle God. dies. Oh, but, God. <laughs> oh, no, please don't do that to George. Yeah, I know. Cause don't it's, do it, that to him. Well, I think George is too old for you. Now. I run through his little pension so quick. <laughs> he would be like, "You set me up yeah, that's what we with got that to. gold digger." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was the point. Yeah, yeah exactly. you know, good time was had by all. A good time was had by all. Right. I know. I want you to meet him someday, though. I would love to. They're interior decorators, yeah. But my uncle Tony does not like women. So Ooh, whatever. Okay. What can you do? I know a lot of gay guys like that that don't like women. I see. I don't get and down I know, like and that. I know a lot of. I know. I wouldn't either if I were gay. And I have one lesbian friend, and she hates men too. She tries. Yeah. She still tries to go out with men occasionally to see if she's straight. Which we go, we have this conversation over and over. I'm like, you are not straight. But sometimes she'll try to be because she's very religious parents so mm-hmm. it's it's been such a turmoil for her um but it always ends with her like throwing a plate at you know, oh, the guy's head and i'm like what? this is a sign that you're gay a okay plate. because you hate men Ooh, <laughs> yes, okay yes. she hates men oh wow it's That's interesting deep. phenomenon yeah um we have a ton of things to talk about on the show yes. more from your personal life we have to talk about this local maryland family that is now being reported to child services over their youtube channel which by the way has over seven hundred thousand subscribers i can't even we, watch it uh, you can't? Every time it comes... I mean, I've seen it, but yesterday they were playing it on the news over and over again, and every time... You know how I tell you how sometimes I stub my toe yes. running for the remote control? Yes. Certain things I just do not want to see? Mm-hmm. This is like my new stub my toe moment. Like, I cannot watch really? this. Really? It's, it's just... It's too loud, and they're screaming, and the kid's screaming. First of all, personally, I think the kid is in on it. You do? <laughs> Okay, you set the did? scene, okay, set the okay. scene, and then I'll do well, my reenactment. All right, okay? we, we got to talk about that. We have to talk about the Cleveland killer who, you know, was caught over French fries at McDonald's. Sure. And he's, Paul has a funny take on that. <laughs> and then also this $1,000 cocktail at MGM Harbor, the casino. I want to see if you think people are actually going to buy it. Yeah. 
I'm interested. So, all right. Well, we might as well start with this YouTube thing because you and I are both fired up about this. Essentially, the backstory is it's Daddy 5 is the YouTube channel. And it's a couple of parents. They have five kids, Mike and Heather Martin. They live here in Montgomery County. And they're known for their YouTube pranks. But one went too far with their nine-year-old son this week where Heather squirted disappearing ink all over her son Cody's bedroom carpet. The parents bring the kid in and then basically accuse him of, like, pouring ink on the carpet He's crying hysterically. Um, I don't know. He it looks real. And by the way, the video is taken down. Why are you crying? And the Amy goes to what's the little boy's name? Um, oh Cody, Cody or whatever. Yeah, Cody. Cody mm-hmm. Listen, let me tell you something. The dad has a YouTube channel with seven hundred and fifty thousand plus followers. The kid and they do pranks. Knew that this was a prank. You think so? I didn't do it. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. But we did. I'm like, this this is too much. This is like driving up my blood pressure. I can't. Like, I'm a black man that's about to be 40 years old. I need my blood pressure to be sustained and low. I I can't. But wait, did this part bother you? Because in the video, the mom, Heather, is saying, get your fucking ass up here. Oh, see, I didn't see that part because I, I see it on the news. That's what she screamed at the beginning of the brutal six-minute gag. What the fuck did you do, she yelled. I mean, I'm just oh, going to be a little judgy. Yeah. All right, I'm just going to say, when I saw the picture of this, these parents, they look a little trashy to me. Are I mean, don't they? Oof. <laughs> That's the mom. Jesus. Wait, okay. let me bring up another video. Here's Cody, by the way. Here he is crying. His face is red. I think Cody was really upset. I think... And can you imagine yelling? Pro- of course. Wait, isn't that, is that reflection in his glasses like lighting? Are they lit? I mean, yeah, that yeah. looks like. They're lit. You're right. They got a light on. They got a light they got a shining light on. on him. Yes. I think Here's they the told dad. this kid that they need to get a new sponsor. They need to get up to a million subscribers. So we need to see tears. What do shows do when they need to up their ratings? Reality shows. Somebody more does drama. What? They cry. Yeah, more drama. They yeah. break the fuck down. Okay? You think this was like a ploy for them to basically, Listen, they're getting close to getting a reality show? Cody wanted a new uh, PlayStation 4 game. And to do that, he had to shed a few tears. I mean, that's what I think. Uh, well, okay, this is the dad, by the way. Oh, hold on. I'll get you a sound clip of him. Because they put out an apology um, video. Basically. On my social media. And on one of my videos called The Invisible Ink Prank. And, uh, I saw it. A lot of people are really pissed off about this video. Yeah, we are. Kids are crying. I'm calling child protective. And everything like that. And apparently it's upsetting a lot of people. This video, I mean, I... I it's just a prank, bro. Okay, that's one of their kids coming on. Anyway, look, it goes on for 21 minutes, and then the dad's, like, laughing at the kid, and the kid's like, it's just a prank, bro. The family now says that they're being, um, they're getting death threats. They're worried that they're, when their kids go back to school after spring break that there's going to be some issues, and they are being investigated according to Child Protective Services because of the language. Um, and the video has been deleted. The backlash has mounted, though, and the family has been forced to post a statement of apology on Facebook early yesterday. We've had a family meeting and reviewed many comments and concerns Concerns. We discussed different alternatives for our future videos and ways we can improve. We deeply apologize for your feelings of concern. We do not condone child abuse in any way, shape, or form. As many of our friends and family would tell you, we are a loving, close-knit family and all enjoy making YouTube videos and having fun together. Thank you for the love and support. Sincerely, Team DO5. What you- they should have said was it was fake. It was a setup. <clears throat> 
Yeah. Well, I think they have said it's fake. But they didn't really say that in that apology. Well, that's true. You're right. You're right. I and that's because I think do you, I think they kind of like basically got the kid so riled up that he made he had this little breakdown on the video. You think that's a form of child abuse? You know how we do show prep? Yeah. They do video prep. <laughs> Look, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to spray this shit on your floor. I'm going to put all this crap, all your toys, I'm going to spread them out all over the place. I'm going to call you up there. I'm going to say a few F, thing, uh, F words. I'm going to call you out your name, okay? I want you to run upstairs and go to work. <laughs> go to work? Mama needs a new Camry. I mean, what? <laughs> you know, I mean, they had to pay the bills. I'm not mad. So, do you think, I think we should have these the parents on as guests for our live show. I think that be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! What do you I need think? security that night. I know. Yeah. I really want to know, like, what were they thinking? Or because, but you're—that's an interesting point that you make. Why didn't they just say in the statement, "Look, this was totally fake, and we just went too far"? Why do you well, think they didn't say that? Because it might mess with their money. Because the illusion is that all these videos and these pranks are real. But listen, once you get up to 750,000 subscribers, mm -hmm. the jig is up, okay? <laughs> Everybody in the family is in on it. Okay, how are we going to up the ante? What are we going to do now? If the dad is holding his his camera up, mm -hmm. you saw the reflection of the light in the they little boys. They had lighting. They had yeah. lighting. Yeah, you're right. You're you know? Right. So, you know, it was one of their pranks. But they should have said, you know, this one was a staged prank. The kid was in on it. And um, we're just making entertaining videos. I I agree. I mean, yeah. it did look like the kid was really upset. Oh. I, I don't know. But anyhow, um, do you think anyone's going to buy the $1,000 Blossom cocktail that's being served at MGM National Harbor? Uh, set the scene. I mean, it looks pretty. It does look gorgeous. Um, so this week, MGM put out a statement that they now have a $1,000 Domerita cocktail Ooh. for customers. Okay. It includes the tip. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Thanks on that. Okay. It comes topped with an entire bottle of high-end Dom Perignon Brut Champagne. Sure. Also... Which retails for about um, $350, $400, just depending on where you go. Like, you could buy that in the store for $150. Could I buy it at, um, what is that, like, Wines to Go or something? You could buy it at Total Wine and <laughs> Total Beverage. Total Wine! Yeah. Yes! I love like that spot. Probably from $125 to $150, bucks, oh, something like that. Oh, fabulous! Um, also, there's Don Julio 1942 tequila, Grand Marnier Quintessence, and, a, and, of course, the full bottle of champagne, as well as lime juice, fresh seasonal fruit, and agave nectar. Okay. Would you pay for I mean, it does look How many good. servings is it? If it's a full bottle of champagne and all that other stuff, I think it might serve maybe four to six. Eight to ten, they say. Eight to ten. Yeah, sure. Eight to ten people. Okay, so $100 a drink. Yeah, I don't know about that. I know, me neither. <laughs> me I retract neither. my statement. They put a blossom in the in the top of it. Okay, great, but $100. But, yeah. you know, people are going there to gamble. Some people are hitting it big, and, they're you know, it's a celebratory place. So I think they will sell it. I don't think I would buy it, but. How long do you think until they have, like, somebody drunk in there for a bachelor party who buys one, and then the next day sobers up and wants their money And they back. call Amex, and they're like, stop payment. Yeah. Yeah, how yeah. long till then? Yeah, anyway. Not long. <laughs> I had one drink. I mean, look, I ordered one drink. It was $1,000. So I ordered a margarita, man. Yeah. <laughs> the Domerita. Right? Yeah, I didn't order the Domerita. It was a margarita. Right, right, exactly. You were in Cleveland, you were saying, over the weekend when this yeah. uh, Facebook killer was on the loose, and he was supposedly headed in our area. Yeah. Uh, tell me what that was like. What were people? Well, to be honest, I mean, I flew out at 1 o'clock. 
um, on Sunday. So all that was that wasn't really going on yet. I didn't really know till I got back to DC. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. When you landed, you'd heard that this guy. Right, but I mean, I had been on the streets. I mean, I was out with my two new gay friends and you know my grandmother and having a good old time. It was crazy. Steve Stevens uh, took his own life in Erie, Pennsylvania yesterday when he went through a drive-through at McDonald's. Um, the McDonald's workers were really smart. He ordered a 20-piece McNugget and a large fry, but workers recognized him and said they had to whip up new fries. And could he wait? Remember how when you ever when you go to McDonald's they have to make new fries? They'd be like, hey, can you just pull up there and yeah. one of those spots? And we all understand that. That's the thing. This is a thing that got his ass good. It doesn't matter if you were a fugitive on the run for your life. He claimed to have killed 13 people, but yet and still, he still knew to wait for his hot, fresh fries. Did he claim to kill 13 people? Well, that's what he was saying on, on Facebook. I'm looking for number 14. I mean, I don't think he did. Oh, my God. Because they can't find any of the victims. I was going to say, yeah, the only victim was, unfortunately, the older gentleman that he did kill. Um, yeah, so they get that buys them enough time while they're sitting there salting the fries to call 911. He didn't think twice. Oh, fresh fries? Okay. Yeah, I get it. I mean, do you know? He wanted hot fries. He's like, you know what? This might be the last meal until who God knows when. He was when. right. He was right. Yeah, he was right. Oh my God! So did you see what his mom actually said? Which I thought no, was so interesting watching her because she didn't have much emotion at all. That First of all, the other day she nut. said, um, "Well, he said he's not going to stop until his mom or his girlfriend Joy Lane tells him to stop." I'm like, "You're crazy, bitch." Yeah. And you know, it's like, "What's well, telling tell him, him to, to stop?" stop. <laughs> I know. Tell him to stop. I know. Isn't that crazy? Tell him to stop, first of all. And then when he killed himself, when she got wind of it, um, they had her on the news coming outside of her house or something like that. And she said, um, well, you know, I'm just happy that he took his own life as opposed to he didn't want no, he didn't want the cop shooting him. <laughs> it was such a bizarre story. Um, yeah, they, let's see. Cleveland Police Chief Calvin Williams has said we prefer that it had not ended this way because there were a lot of questions. I'm sure that not only the family but the city in general would have liked to talk to Steve Stevens. Absolutely. Um, two days before authorities uh, went on this cross-country scramble to find Stevens, the man wanted for the death of Robert Goodwin, a self-taught mechanic and f grandfather of 14. Oh. I know, unbelievable. Such a kind man, and too. And their family, by the way, said that they wished that Stevens had gone down in a hail of 100 bullets. Wow. Yeah, I know. It was, the whole story is super sad. I mean, it's just... But scary, know. really scary. A guy walked up to me yesterday on the street. Um, I was downtown, and I was standing at the light, and I had my headphones in. And usually I keep them pretty low so I know what's going on around me. I had my headphones in. He walked up. I looked right. There was nobody there. I looked left. The guy was standing shoulder to shoulder with me, and I, like, jumped five feet in the air. Really? Yeah, it's funny. You're very – are you kind of nervous around people? Like, now do you feel like – you just never know who's around you? Because I don't really, even think no, about it. I'm not nervous around you. Hell no. No, but I mean, oh, having just heard about this whole story with the Cleveland killer and you just want, you know, the guy, I was like, this is too close. It's like we're the only two people out here. One thing I do, yeah, which I think other people should do. What's that? It just kind of bothers me. Maybe it's a little off, but why do people walk up to the light and then step into the street? The fuck? Walk up to the light and step into the like street. Like when they don't have the light to cross if it's a green light oh. and the cars are coming through. What if the person is texting and they run you over? 
back the fuck up. Like, I think that it's still your fault, right? Because you're texting. I don't give a shit. Who, who cares if it's your fault if you, you're knocking on the pearly gates? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Who cares if it's your fault if it takes you out of here? You know these pedestrians Great that are, because I'm a pedestrian sometimes, and I drive too. You know what? I got a big old car that weighs about 4,000 pounds. <laughs> you do not want to get, you know, step in front of no angry queen like that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, stay your ass on the sidewalk. No one does now, because they're always waiting for that gap between cars, so then they can run to the median, and then they can get to the other side of the street faster. Nobody, everybody's, you know, everyone's busy. They always but a lot of people step right to the edge mm-hmm. or into the street, and then they check their phone. I know. Do not trust your life to some fool flying through the light. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I mean, I don't. So I take like three steps back. People think I'm like, I mean, I, I back, back it way up. Step back from the curb. Yeah, I think oh, that's I back good it way advice. Up. I'm like the one way in the back because I'm like, they could jump the curb. Anything could happen. There could be an accident. The car could go veering off. You've seen that before in those oh, videos. Yeah. Oh, my God. Terrifying. So my public service announcement of the day is carry your ass three steps back from the curb, please. <laughs> please. Please. Jesus. Okay. I'm debating talking about this story because I feel like it'll probably make me just sound more like a butch lesbian. But, okay. um, you know, I, I said to you and Irene when we were talking about show prep, said, oh, do you guys want to talk about Aaron Hernandez, the mm-hmm. former NFL Patriot player? And I think you both were like, who? Yeah, really. <laughs> talk to me, Daddy. <laughs> I mean, I, I, so- I know what happened, but you know his background and such. Well, there's another just tragic story, and... I, I am fascinated. The only reason I'm fascinated by this story is I think what I guess I have an odd infatuation with is what goes wrong in people's lives, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. what happens when you have so much talent, but you can't seem to connect with the right people to keep you on track? Whitney Houston, sure. Aaron Hernandez, sure. you know, numerous, numerous other people, right? Mm-hmm. And so Aaron Hernandez overnight in Massachusetts hung himself in his prison um, cell, apparently with a bed sheet, according to authorities, and they tried to resuscitate, but he had jammed the door with all these things, so it made it harder for them to get in. Mm-hmm. It delayed the rescue. Anyway, um, he'd signed a $40 million contract with the Patriots several years ago, and then he allegedly shot and killed three people. He was convicted of one murder, mm-hmm. just acquitted of the two others, and this was the thing that I guess was hard for me to understand. I had read somewhere that if he was acquitted of these two murders, since he was, that that automatically allowed him his first murder case, which he was serving life in prison without mm-hmm. parole, to be reheard. Okay. So I thought that would have been a little bit of um, light for him, but obviously, you know, really tragic, and there's all kinds of stories that he was involved in the Bloods gang yeah. and, you know, still was, yeah. and maybe he just felt like there was absolutely no way out. But isn't that, I don't know, maybe I have an odd fatuation, but it's like, what happens? You, you've you signed a $40 million contract. Yeah. You are in the 1%. You're in the point oh 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 nine percent of sure, people. But football's not guaranteed, though, like basketball. Like, if a basketball True. player signed a $40 million contract and then killed three people, he'd still get his money. <laughs> I mean, just yeah. from a financial perspective, so right. no football, you don't show up, you don't get paid. True. True. So there's that. But, you know. But still, like, if he showed up, right, he's making $12 million, $15 million a season. Yeah. Right? I mean, that is more money than most people ever make. You're but he killed playing... people. Yeah. I, so yeah, there's yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just wonder why you murder somebody. When you got all that going. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know, but he did. And for me, it makes me think of, and he also killed himself. Yeah. And for me, it makes me think of... 
How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of our youth travel sports ruining families. Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Frasier 20. That's F-R-A-S-E-R. The number's two zero. 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. Hero breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby. Every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, that's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> 
Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Different times in our lives where we felt like we're almost at our breaking point. Right. At the breaking point right. where it seems like it's a better option to consider checking yourself out than staying, you know? Yeah. And because personally I've been there a long, long time ago. Um, and not that long ago. But no, a, lo- a long time ago. Um, oh, thank God. Okay. No, a long okay? time ago. Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. But the, the lesson that I that I take away from my experience in that time is it does get better. And I know I don't want to sound like a cliche. Right. Because when we did Housewives of D.C., we did a public service announcement with Facebook, with the mm. actual Facebook company, um, on It Gets Better. Because at the time, there was a rash of LGBTQ youth that were committing suicide. Right. And we did an it's Get, It Gets Better campaign. And it was so personal to me because I remember being like a 15, 16 and I used to keep a calendar, mm, okay? Yeah. And I would mark off, I would X off every day I cried. Oh. Okay? Isn't that something? Yeah. And I, one day, I think it was, was it my, no, it wasn't my mom. I think it was one of her friends came into my room and they were like, well, what is this? And I said, oh, this is my calendar. Well, what are the X's? I said, well, when I cry, I, I mark it off. And it was like pages of like just full sheets of marked off. Oh, my God. Did your mom, was your mom like, was that a big red she flag? She didn't know. I mean, I think I told this to a friend of hers, and I never really heard from my mom about it. You know, parents are in denial. This is why so many I kids know. do commit suicide, because it's like they're just going through something. Leave them alone. You know, what's he got to be suicidal about? He's, you know, I'm right. feeding. You know, he's got a roof over his head. He's eating. I'm not saying my parents said that, but oh, maybe. Oh, but lots of people did. Sure. And maybe mine did in their head. They never said it to me because they didn't really address it. But the fact is, there were times where going to school was dreadful. Right. Because it's so funny. Even when I was 16, I got a jag. You know, you would think a Jaguar is like the great equalizer, right? Yeah. Like, who can fuck with me with my Jaguar? Yeah. And the one school bully, well, this one that I had a problem with, I was leaving the school parking lot, and he starts chanting, Fag Jack, Fag Jack, Fag Jack. I had the, the windows down oh on my, my British God. racing green. It was shined up. I used to watch that car every day. I can't believe you didn't run him over. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't see you taking your own life. I see you right. taking his. I told his. you to take two steps back, fucker. <laughs> right, right. I told you. Step back from that curve. Yeah, your ass better step back. But, you know, I mean, 
luckily, luckily, I had friends, and I had some older friends, one woman in particular, Cynthia Wilson, who had new model agency, and I used to do some modeling for right. agency. But you know, realize I had had that terrible acne, which was a big hit on my self-confidence. Right. And then all of this kind of, you know, sissy stuff and fag jag and this, it just weighed on me. Oh, my God, I bet. I can see how you can get to a low point where you feel like, what's the point of going on? Well, when you're a kid, you think that's your whole world. Right. Like, you right. know, school and being accepted and having someone to sit with at lunch. Well, shit, if every day you're trying to figure out, well, I think the cool kids like me, but I don't really have a seat there. And I don't want to really sit with, you know, even the nerds. I'm not smart enough to sit over there. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, where are you? The interesting thing is, at my 20th high school reunion... Oh, my I, God. How'd that go? Now we're like, what, I know, what the hell right? happened there? Uh, well, the interesting... A lot yeah, happened, happened there. Well, for one thing, I realized I'm pretty well-preserved. Okay? I mean, <laughs> I'm just... I'll just leave it at that yeah, in terms of that. Oh, I'm, I'm like, sure what happened to everybody? Yeah, you I know, bet. did y'all go to Flint and drink the water? No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> Not to be funny, but I'm just like, what the fuck happened? Everybody got... Everybody turned into their parents. Mm -hmm. um, so there's one thing. But the interesting thing <laughs> I is, I told this story on the CW. Uh, yeah, I told the story on the CW. I told the story in Metro Weekly also. And when people read the story about how I felt depressed as a teenager and, you know, suicidal, actually. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever said that, but I was. Oh, yeah. That breaks my heart because you're such a light to other people and so inspiring now. And that's the thing is, like, I mean, Aaron Hernandez's story is a real, yeah. you know, that's a perfect storm mm -hmm. of, like, all kinds of shit that happened. But it just breaks my heart. There's so many people and teens, I think, that go through that, what you went through. And it's like... I can't imagine if you weren't here. Well, that's why the message is it does get better, and we really have to be a part of our communities and kind of get in yeah. there and see how we can help, you know, even more than um, national suicide prevention. Yeah, actually, if you are feeling a certain kind of way, I do want to just offer this. Um, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Definitely hit them up. And, you know, if you're feeling a certain kind of way, email me. Yes, email. Email me, Paul at... You hey got phrase. a new, yeah, you got a new, um, share it? yeah, sure, sure. Okay, Paul at Do. Oh my God, Paul, that was like really helpful because I just think, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I grew up, I mean, I've been desperate at times in like a really low place, mostly because, you know, I, I used to have such weight issues and I never thought that I'd ever be able to be on TV and I couldn't get my eating under control and I was really depressed. You know, my dad passed away in high school and we were very close and mm -hmm. I never dealt with that till later. So I, I never was suicidal per se, but I did mostly when I was drinking, I would get to really low points and I'm like, this is a sign I should not be drinking because yeah. you're, it was, yeah, bad. Well, bad. when you're hopeless, and that yeah, is, you, feel you know, yeah. you kind of sway into that whole, is it worth it? You know, everybody needs hope. Everybody needs something to look forward to. So anything, the only, the one thing that I offer to people um, that are feeling that way yeah. is we got to find where there is a ray of light. There's a ray of light somewhere oh, with everybody. Totally. There you is know? completely a ray of light. Yeah, absolutely. And you just got to get to it. And the craziest part is if you can make it through the toughest times, that strength, it's amazing how it comes back to you and like you're so much more equipped five years from then. You know what I mean? Like I've yes. lived through some toxic job environments and then when stuff comes up, 
it's like, oh, please. Oh, I've lived I've through. Yeah. yeah, I've been through worse. Sure. That's like, this is nothing. It's you interesting know? because as an adult, I think if I had had a kind of childhood where everybody was like, oh, we love you, Paul, and you're great, and you, all this, um, you know, having any kind of criticism in my space now would be very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> I mean, I hate to sound like I'm Teflon Don, but I don't really give a shit. I, I mean, know. you know, I care if it matters. Sometimes people say rude things to me and I make them think I care just so they feel heard. Okay, right. how's that for being magnanimous, right? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. One thing my dad always says to me, son, you can always be magnanimous. Well, you don't always have that. to be right. You don't always have to be the loudest and have the last word. You can be magnanimous. So sometimes somebody will say, you know what I don't like about you? I don't like this. And I'll, I hear you. Thank you for your feedback. Sometimes. Sometimes right. I'm like, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I go I go left. Sometimes what else do you do? <laughs> oh, my God. There's that. And then there's other times. But, yeah. So. Um, no, I think that was a really good. I really appreciate that. And I think a lot of people do, too. And. That all sparked from that Aaron Hernandez story. It's just sad. Tragic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so another story, this will kind of brighten your spirits, but I read this and I thought, we got to talk about this on the podcast because only white people do this. Can we start a hashtag today? Hashtag only white people. Did you see in Peachtree, Georgia, where a guy for his promposal to ask this girl to the prom had police pull him over and do a, free, a fake drug arrest? Oh, good God. Do you think black or Hispanic kids would ever do that? Let for me tell you what <laughs> what might could have happened. What might could have happened, first of all, you know, before the police even say anything, I'm like, why did you pull me up? Sir, sir, excuse me. No, you, sir. You answer me. Why do you, you know what? Fuck this. I got eight cylinders and a twin turbo. You're going to have to catch me. I will turn into Medea on their ass in two seconds flat. Oh, I'll outrun them. Fuck that. It will turn into a chase. I'll take a hostage. All that over a prom proposal. Nope. Don't pull that on. No. So mm. if you, no black okay. or brown person. I'm sorry. If you were going to adult prom and some guy was driving, you know, your BMW 10 series or whatever the top one is. <laughs> And you got pull- he got pulled over. They pull him you out of the car. You lose two lesbian points on that. It's actually not a ten series. Oh. <laughs> What's the like highest one they go up to now? Eight, nine, well, mine is eight, seven. This is like the fucking iPhone. It's the iPhone seven, the iPhone eight, the iPhone four. Steve, the iPhone without Steve. Ugh. Oh, you're anyway, funny. Yeah. if your significant other did this, would you be furious? Well, after the pack, it's always fun. Oh, so, okay, okay. But there is a certain level of anxiety that being pulled over while, you know, they have the driving while black, like DWB. You know, that's kind of, if you Google that, it comes up. It's a real thing. Yeah, there's a lot of anxiety that goes along with that. And no, I wouldn't try to outrun the police and I wouldn't get into all that. But I would be feeling a certain kind of way and I'd probably beat the bricks off his ass. (laughs) I would flatten him out. Oh, my God. When we got back to the house, he'd have something waiting for him, and it would not be a good time. I love this. Only white people. Uh, the kid, the police um, said that they found a Ziploc bag with an oh. unknown substance in it. The officer proceeds to ask the man and his girlfriend if he can speak to them separately. One of the police is, like, talking to the girlfriend about what could be in the Ziploc bag. Was it marijuana, whatever? While they're doing that, they're getting the handcuffs out, but the kid goes back into the vehicle and takes out a sign. Hey, will you go to prom with me? Yes or no? And then the police are like, ah. Oh, I'm like, this is so... And the girl, and the girl like, <laughs> drops dead. Yeah. I mean, that's and horrible. And she's like, ha, ha, okay. And they all cry and laugh. Well, it's sweet, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in a little town where you know the sheriff and the deputies and all that. Yeah, exactly. In a little small town. 
you just know, read that. Don't try I that in like, Washington, D.C. Hashtag only white people. Oh, my God. Um, all right. Before we, is there any, were there any other stories that you really liked and wanted to talk about before we talk about, I know you've got another great personal story to share. And then I have a follow-up <laughs> for my friend that was uninvited to the wedding. Oh, interesting. I want to hear about that. <laughs> so is there any other stories we liked that we want to talk about? Or no? I don't know. I just, okay, I no, just, that sounds just, like I'm, absolutely I'm not. I'm staring at you. Oh, we do, we know we talked about the uninvited friend on the podcast. Yeah, we did. She, yeah, the only other thing that I thought was interesting, I wanted your take on, is all these makeup companies that are are making um, that are treating women like children. Because you're in the beauty br- yeah. business, you have you have Paul Wharton skincare. Yeah, Paul Wharton beauty. Um, yeah. Paul Wharton beauty. So. I thought it's this expanding is, soon. I know. You know. We got a sneak peek. You it's were in the factory yesterday. Really <laughs> but I wanted to know why. You've got some insight into this. But this was an interesting article where they're saying that more and more makeup companies for adult women are giving all of the like makeup palettes, the eyeshadow palettes, the concealers, all this, all these like little girl names. And What's that, a little girl name? Like everything's now about unicorn palette, or they also say Mickey Mouse. Um, you know, Disney is coming back. Tory Story lip gloss, um, House of Mouse, Mac by Cinderella has been one of the latest things, and L'Oreal Beauty and the Beast. Those hmm. were recent launches. Okay. They offer a collection of muted shade ranges that appear more attuned to meet the needs of a little girl than a woman. Um, they also say Too Faced, which has been really big, which is in Sephora, uh, has these bizarre brand, you know, I guess uh, launches where it's chocolate bar eyeshadow palettes, heart-shaped highlighters, and unicorn tears lipsticks. These are all geared to women. And the article is basically saying, why aren't more grown women outraged at the fact that you have to go and buy unicorn tear lipstick when you're a 35-year-old woman? You think it's like fun play on words, or do you think it's like ridiculous that they're kind of making beauty well towards like this little girl thing well i think like in most areas it, nothing is really original anymore because everything's been done like 10 times right. so from these companies perspective it's always about coming up with something new coming up with something interesting and also they want to have something that has a little bit of familiarity to it do you know? So, like, the unicorn trend is so hot. That's why you've got, like, the unicorn frappuccino and all this stuff. So you don't think it's, like, patronizing women, per se. It's just more like, oh, hey, Toy Story's familiar. Let's do a Toy Story lip gloss. Or, you know, people like Cinderella. Let's do something Cinderella-like. No, I'm just not that sensitive. I don't think that, you know, I mean, I think there's people that are really going through real shit. And, you know, for a woman to feel like, <laughs> like that's I'm a patronized because you call this the Toy Story lipstick. Bitch, don't buy it. Just don't buy it. Take a little chap lips on somewhere else. I mean, you know, all of this stuff is made in one of three factories. It's all coming from the same place. They've got to find out a way to make it different, to shape their palettes differently, to name them these crazy things because it's all the same shit. I don't care where you're buying it from. It it pretty much is. Yeah, and like the big orgasm or whatever is just probably like too much or something. So they now go back to like, hey, unicorn tears. (laughs) Okay, yeah, exactly. (laughs) My hairy badge palette is not. <laughs> oh my God! I had a flashback. So I did. I saw it, and somebody actually mentioned that to me yesterday. Where was I? They were like, "Oh, I was in Fox. I was at Fox." What they say? Somebody was you like, saw it? "Wow, you really saw it!" And I was like, "I saw it. It was right there." I said, and she just was so casual about it. Oh I yeah. I thought it was going to be like when you see the um, uh, the woman having uh, giving birth, and there's like a sheet, <laughs> and you know you don't know what's going on below the chin. 
<laughs> and the oh, man stands no. on the other side with the mama, and you know, I you don't know what's happening. Right now. You just did that. I've already seen it all. There's nothing left to see. Nothing left to see. Oh, by the way, we want to thank everybody that came out to Waxing the City. We had a fabulous time last week. Amazing. Amazing. Um, It just could not have gone better. We had such a great time, and they were so thrilled. The video got like 16,000 views, and people loved how funny you were. Oh, my God, Paul, you were so (laughs) funny. No, that it was was an experience for me. A lot of you guys either work, um, have your own businesses, or you work for great companies. If you're interested in partnering with us, we have some awesome things coming up. So you can email Sarah at HeyFrage.com, and we would love to partner because we got some great stuff coming So up. much fun. And I cannot yeah. wait until the Matefall show. Oh, my God. And by the way, DCImprov.com. Get your tickets. Our first show is almost sold out. I love it. I Yeah, we do, too. We're going to have a surprise guest, I think. We're working oh, on some things. So May 12th, get your tickets. So much fun. Before I tell you the story about my girlfriend, and I, I want to know what you think because um, – I think Dan's at the point that he kind of feels like this person's toxic in my life, too. Oh. But, uh, but I don't I don't know. Before okay. I ask you that, I do want to give you some... Um, we get some great emails from you guys. Um, I wanted to say hi to Catherine, who wrote an email to us. She says, um, I absolutely love Paul as your permanent co-host. He is amazingly talented, and you two have great chemistry together. I love listening to the whole podcast just as much as I did when you and Sammy were on, and getting the new podcast every week is a delightful treat that instantly brightens my day. Keep up the awesomeness. I love it. Thank That's you so much. From Catherine. Yes. I love it, Catherine. Thank you. And then I also didn't know if we had some quick advice for this woman. She wrote to us and she says, I've applied to many different news station jobs in the area as well as radio, but I've come to the conclusion that it's all about the connections you make. I really appreciate any words of wisdom from someone like you or Paul who's worked hard in media and has truly made a name for themselves. I've attached my resume for reference and I look forward to talking to you both. But I did you have any quick advice for anybody who wants to get into media? Um, like Drake said, started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> started from the bottom, now the whole team's here. I mean, you know. You got to get your hustle on. But you got to kind of come in at a place that you didn't necessarily expect to come in. Right. Do you know, I don't know what age this person is. Young. Or, she said early 20s. She just graduated from college. Yeah. I mean, you got to be willing to kind of come in and get the lay of the land. Entry level position. Even as, you know, in the newsroom, picking up the phone, as a even as an intern sometimes. I think you got to work for free, to be honest. Yeah. I, I have two thoughts. One, I think, because we get emails like this all the time. And I don't know if you get more emails, like, about modeling. You probably get more about modeling, right, that people want to get into that world. All of it. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, exactly. And people want to be on TV or radio. I would say... Stop looking at traditional media. I think a lot of times sure. people still, even young people, are going, oh, I really want to work at a local TV station. They're great. We love working for Fox. But, I mean. you got to have something else, too. you got to have something else, too. And I think that look at, although Daddy05, right, the crazy YouTubers mm-hmm. we were talking about, those people have as much influence. I mean, now they kind of fuck themselves. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they have as much influence now as a local TV station. Sure, absolutely. They have as many followers as Fox does. Yeah, sure. So start your own thing, your own podcast, your own YouTube. How can you make noise? If you make noise on your own or you partner with somebody that's mm-hmm. like a Paul or myself, 
you're way ahead of the game, and you don't work for traditional media. But I think you've got to kind of start thinking new ways, too. Yeah, because what happens when the phone stops ringing? Because right. it will stop ringing. Oh, my God. When I first started in this business, I did MTV Made in 2000. It aired in 2003. We taped it, like, end of 2002, early 2003. The next year, I did... Um, I got a job on Ricky Lake, and that was oh, I love the that. last two seasons. Yeah, isn't that great? How was she in makeovers. real life? She's fantastic. Oh, my God. She was wonderful to work with. She was kind of over at the last year of her show. She was like, oh, I'm done. I'm ready to move on. Yeah, I bet. And then I did a show, VH1, the agency, TV Land. She's got the look. Um, TV One, Makeover Manor, and so on and so on. But the phone did stop ringing. Yeah. It was my expectation that I would have a new national show every year. And then I was like, hey, nobody called me this year. You know? Yes. And that's when I moved back down here and I created Paul Wharton Style, the TV show, because I said, well, shoot, if no one's calling, I better create my own show. So I created the show. I wrote it. I mapped it all out. And I pitched it to a, a national sponsor, and they, they basically underwrote it. And then that's how I got that show. So the phone does stop ringing. So then what do you do? Yeah, you've got to constantly reinvent. And you're right, many hustles now. I just mm -hmm. think the days of where you're a morning show DJ sure. or you're an anchor don't really exist. And there's only a few of those spots. So yeah. what about the rest of us? You right. know, us at our in our space, people that have some part of that, but also we create most of what we do. And it's so much more fun, isn't it? I thought of you. I thought I was reading an article in People Magazine about Oprah, and Oprah was saying that she never actually hired a therapist in her lifetime because she just constantly had them on her show, <laughs> and that the show was her therapy. And I'm like... I said that. Paul and I have the best time. If you work for traditional media, I can guarantee you, you are saying the words they want you to say. It is not the words sure. that you want. This is the way to go. It connects with people. I mean, it's just, it's like night and day. Absolutely. Because it does force you to talk about things that you're thinking, and it doesn't keep it all bottled up inside. There are people that work, um, you know, stations and on shows and stuff, you know, they never really get to share their opinion. Never. Never. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, there's a little tidbit of advice. Little tidbit. So, my girlfriend that I told you guys about a couple weeks ago, girl, she... What, what happened, girl? She got the letter in the mail mm -hmm. from friends, girlfriend, a girlfriend she'd been friends with for four years who's getting married. Yeah. And the woman uninvited her and basically said, my husband and I feel like you're toxic. Mm. This is the one who they would go out to nightclubs. She would leave the nightclub, hook up with a guy, never call them, go ghost for like a day. Cool. They didn't know if she was dead or alive. Anyway, she gets a second letter this week in the mail from another one of the girls that was in her friend group, and she did not want to read it. So she gave it to me to read, and she said, I want you to just kind of break me the news, like, in a good or kind of mild way. So I know. This is some so jaw shit right now. <laughs> I read the letter, okay. and this woman basically said to her, you're a know-it-all, and you butt into business that you shouldn't be in. And this woman has a daughter, and she said the last straw was when you told my daughter what to order and what she should be eating at nine years old. I grew up with body image issues. I am not going to have you tell my daughter and I what we should be eating to stay healthy. Ooh. The, according to my friend, the mom and the daughter are a little overweight. Okay. And so she felt like she was helping. Okay. And this woman was like, uh-uh. You butt in where you are not allowed. It works for your business, but it does not work for our friendship. Okay. And I am done. I agree with that. So I told Although my I friend, do agree that there should have been a conversation from there, because some people do think that they're helping. And, you know, their intention is, is good. Okay, so my friend is pissed. So she says she's she's done. She doesn't. She gave me the letter. She's well, like, she I don't. she had no choice. The other woman told her she was done. Shut up. Yeah, she's done. She, but this is the crazy 
craziest part. And Dan was like, I don't know how. He's like, I don't know what this says about your friend. But he, she basically said, okay, I am not changing. This is who I am. I don't sugarcoat things. And... I am not going to tiptoe around for someone. These women are dead to me. It's a chapter in my life Ooh, that is done. She's extreme. And that is it. And I'm like, you know, I think they're actually giving you real feedback because other people in your lifetime have told you the same thing. You've mm-hmm. lost business because you're too bossy. Mm. That so, shit only works on TV. You know, like on reality TV. Other than that, in, in the real world, we have to get along with each other. We have to work things out. We have to be willing to listen to the other person and not just be the one talking all the time. But does it ever, like, when you hear stuff right. like that about your friends, does it ever make you go, okay, what's, well, wait, why am I friends with this person? <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I, I want to ask you. So did it make you feel that way or, or Dan feel that way for you? Well, no, actually, it was more me. I left that conversation. I was like, hmm, you know, these women have a great, they both wrote really, and Dan read the letter, too. They both wrote really um, thoughtful, thoughtful yeah. letters, and they both had good points. I've known this person for years, and she has always been like that. A lot of people refuse to work with her because she is a person that comes in a situation and completely takes over, even if it's not her event. Okay. And so people become very resentful of that. Like, uh, I got this. You know, I don't know where you came from, and she's just always comes off as like I'm trying to help. So this moment is kind of reminding me of Ask Wendy on the Wendy Williams show yeah. when the person asks Wendy something, but then the person is like watching at home. So isn't your friend going to listen to this podcast and be like, okay, so... Yeah, she is, but I'm getting ready to... I'm like, you know, should I, I like think you have a did. real conversation with her about... Because my thing is this. I just know what she's like, so I don't do business with her anymore, and I just keep it surfacy. Like, you know, when I know... I, I don't tell her about our business because I know she would start telling me how to yeah. run our business. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just like, do well, I... Well, this is the thing. Do you what? I'm just wondering, do I... I don't know. You know, first of all, should I keep the letter for her? Well, this is this is what I think about this. I only have those kinds of conversations with people that I want... If I want them to fight for the relationship. If I want to hear what they have to say about why we should stay together. I mean, if I'm sure that that person is toxic. If I'm sure that it is more of a pain in my ass to keep them in my life than an attribute. They're not making me smile. When's the last time they made you laugh? When's the last time they made you smile? When's the last time they said something nice or really heard you? And they were there as a friend. If they're Mm. not that, I don't say shit to them. Well, she is a good friend, and she's a good listener, and she's a friend that would be there for you at all times. Okay. And my issue is this, is like, I know her past, right? She had a really difficult, okay. some really tragic things that happened to her in her 20s okay. that she's really never dealt with, which I think is why this stuff keeps coming up. And I have said to her many times, you need a new therapist. Like, you, she has a therapist that basically is not very good. Okay. And will just prescribe her things to kind of pacify the situation, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So we've had that conversation, but nothing changes. She doesn't see a different therapist. And, you know, I'm just like, okay, am I being a good friend by hanging in there with her while, while I see her having destructive relationships over and over with men, with Well, those relationships business. shouldn't have anything to do with your relationship if you just said that you feel like she's the kind of friend that's been really good to you. Yeah, she has. And she'll always be there for you, and yeah. she's loyal. So it's definitely worth having that conversation. And, you know, what I was saying was when I don't have the conversation is when I don't want the person to fight for it because I know I'm done. 
Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, gotcha, you know? gotcha. So right. it seems like you all have enough good yeah. there, even though there's some stuff that's making you go, hmm, I'm not quite sure if we should be moving forward together. Because sometimes you can wish a person well, but know you're not moving forward with them. Right, you right, know? yeah. Like, I don't yeah. want anything bad to happen to you. In fact, there's, I have love for you, but we will not be moving forward from this point together. Oh, that's really good. That's yeah. that. Yeah. And that's okay. That is good. So unless you want her to fight for you, don't bring it up. If you want her to really get in there and tell you why this should, y'all should move forward together, then you bring it up. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Part of me is just like, I think she just is on her own journey. So I just need to be a friend and be there for her. But... Um, you know, I, I don't know. I just think it's like I'm just going to keep watching her make these mistakes because she's not ready. She doesn't want to own it. Mm -hmm. You know? I, don't know? I do know. I do know. But I know this. I know that you're a solid person. You're a good friend. Because I try to be. I really do. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know. No, you're good. You're Thanks. good. I'm I, enjoying that. I hate to keep sounding like a broken record. I am so enjoying this experience uh, right now. Not just the podcast, but just having you in my life has been such a positive um, uh, addition to my life. You being my friend, calling when I see you at Fox, I, like yesterday, it's just like I feel like I'm seeing like an old friend, like a sister, like, hey, girl, we're out here, we're doing it. It's very <laughs> yes. motivating. So I want our listeners to be encouraged by this relationship. Oh, I love that, Paul. Me too. That is exactly what I've always I really wanted. Do. Yes. Because go after what you want. If you don't, if the phone stops ringing, like I said earlier, create something. Partner with someone because, you know, sometimes you're stronger together mm -hmm. than yeah. you are apart. I'm learning that too. It's so true. And you I know? feel the same about you. I mean, you've just taught me so many new skills and things in my life that I just never even knew. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm really having so much fun. Me it's too. like I look forward to every time we get together. I'm like, <laughs> I love so I think I'm going to try to not have many cocktails until our May 12th show. So if you come to the May 12th show. Oh boy, I love it. Right. That will be my coming out party. Because, oh, you know, wait. I'm doing Fit Club on Fox 5. I know, which we got to talk about next week. Because we'll are you like it. in this? Like, are you trying to work out every day now? Or what? I'm trying. You are good. I it's going to be a whole thing. Mm. Well, when you're done, I'll show you my fat roll. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, Doctor Rob. Calling Doctor Rob. Doctor Rob, we're going to need you. I love you, baby. All right, you guys, you need to be subscribing to us. Everything is back up on iTunes. We are on iTunes now, SoundCloud, Podomatic. Please share this podcast with someone that's never heard of us and yeah. leave a review. Oh, that'd be awesome. Share it today. Leave it a review. We will love you. All right, Paul. And check out HeyPhrase.com and PaulWhartonStyle.com. You got it. We Bye, love guys. you. Bye. From me, you should be listening. Live from the nation's pad, pop culture at its best. No need a second guess. Separated from the rest, entertaining nonetheless. Many topics to address. Sarah, she's so glamorous, the number one.